Hello, and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to introduce to you now. Robin Switzer is a ketogenic diet advocate and the creator and founder of KetoCon, one of the most highly regarded health conferences in the United States. It takes place in Austin, Texas every year and will be held this year in April of 2023. The event typically hosts thousands of vendors, brands, speakers, influencers, and participants over three days to engage with other health-conscious people. Some of the major speakers she has hosted in the past have included several of our former podcast guests, including Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Anthony Chafee, Cynthia Thurlow, Ben Azadi, among others. Robin discovered low-carbohydrate and ketogenic diets after many years of struggle with weight loss, prediabetes, PCOS, depression, anxiety, food addiction, and disordered eating. In 2015, Robin left her career in corporate America to join Keto Evangelist LLC and took on their mission to make keto a household word. Robin became the CEO at Keto Evangelist and in 2020 eventually bought the company and rebranded to Q1 Productions, which owns several other endeavors including KetoCon, My Ketogenic Kitchen, Ballistic Keto, Ketogenic Lifestyle Coaching, and Certified Ketogenic. Robin Switzer, what an absolute honor it is to welcome you to Boundless Body Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we had to kind of catch up on where you were in life. Um, the introduction that I had was a little bit outdated, and nobody in podcast land is going to hear the goof up that I just had in our first introduction. <laughs> That's going to be deleted, and nobody gets to hear that. You are a busy person, and you have a lot going on. And so to stumble through all the different brands and everything that you've been through in the last few years was was quite a bit for me and my brain and my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. Um, my brain stumbles over it many times a day, too. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Well, that's um, Where would you like me to start? Uh, well, okay, so I wanted to start here. So whenever, obviously, I'm doing, you know, these podcast interviews, I want to be definitely up with whatever you're doing. And, and, and I listen to several podcast interviews that you've done in the past. I try to, you know, be up on all your social media, any articles that you do. I, I really try to do my research on my people. And coming across one of the episodes... That, that you have given in the past, I couldn't bring myself to listen to it. And I'm sure you can't bring yourself to listen to it. This is a podcast interview that you gave that was in February of 2020 that was highlighting all the amazing things that were going to happen in Austin, oh. KetoCon 2020, an event that I had tickets to that I was very much looking forward to. And just, just to consider like all the amazing things that are going to happen. And it's February of 2020. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, just hearing that date kind of makes my stomach my stomach sink. Um, yeah, that that was a tough time. So February was we were so excited. I mean, all things were leading to uh, the biggest and most exciting event we had ever done. Um, and then in March we had to postpone, and we really didn't even know how long we were postponing for or, I mean, who would have imagined that it would have had to be more than a year, but um, I mean, we were planning 2021, but as you know, that didn't happen. So we pivoted in 2020 uh, to an online experience, which was quite honestly, uh, one of the, one of my biggest embarrassments of my professional career, because I had no, resources, no experience, no nothing to put it all together. Um, but we did it via Zoom and we did the best we could. And um, and then we started trying to decide how, what are we going to do next? Um, and I had just, um, I had acquired, I had just started talking to Brian about taking over Cute Evangelist and rebranding um, and then, you know, of course, everything fell apart. And I went ahead with the plan to acquire all of those assets from Brian, uh, not knowing what the future would bring. But I just was not ready to throw in the towel yet. And I mean, that's just part of my personality. I'm one of those people that just no matter what, I continue to push through until whatever it is that I'm working towards actually happens. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just... I know how it feels to find this world, the ketogenic world, and become completely obsessed and and not be willing to stop what we're doing. Like we started this podcast in October of 2020. We've done over 400 episodes and and I have oh. no intention of slowing down our releases of three days a week. It's it's a way that I can give back. I know your intentions are the same. And and I just, I think back on, you know, 2020 and what a crazy year that it was. And, you know, we certainly had a tough time. We were put on unemployment. We didn't know what we were going to do. We ended up starting our own business, which 
worked out okay. But there were people like good friends, dear friends of mine who were entertainers, who like one in particular, a good friend of mine, Jason Hewlett, had this whiteboard of all of the events he had for 2020. And the whiteboard in April of 2020 is white. And he made some like kind of joking post about it and said like, I'm laughing, so I'm not crying. Like, here's, here's what I have this year. And it's totally gone. And you just really appreciate some of the challenges that people went through and especially in travel and events and, and thinking about what you oh, yeah. had and all the work you had put in to do this event. And then it's taken from you and there's nothing you can do. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I got to tell you that, I mean, there's a misconception, um, in the, uh, professional world that there were resources for the entertainment industry in light of COVID. Um, but I was unable to qualify for them because I acquired the business after the deadline, after COVID had already struck. So we were already in pandemic lockdown mode when my contract with Brian was finalized. So I was unable to get any additional resources. So, and I would never recommend this to anybody else, but I took a, a lot of risks um, because this is just something I've believed in since day one. And I, um, I had resources, financial resources uh, from my 401k and uh, I cashed part of it in to keep this business going and to make sure that I could continue to do events and there was another component to it that I, I, I've never talked about this before, but um, so you as a ticket holder, you know that you purchased a ticket to KetoCon 2020 and we've always had a no, no refund policy, but the expectation when you purchase a ticket is that you're going to go to an event, period, regardless of, you know, if it gets postponed or whatever. So my name was all over that, but there's another piece of it. We had, you know, close to a hundred vendors companies that had signed up to uh, have space on the KetoCon Expo Hall floor. And that money was not paid to Q1 Productions. That money was paid to Keto Evangelist. And Keto Evangelist paid all of the bills for the event because we were not, we were not alleviated of the expenses related to the event. We still had to pay that even though it got canceled. So there was a, a lot of financial maneuvering that had to take place in order for me to make sure that KetoCon did happen again. And so in KetoCon 2022, um, a good number of the vendors that were there and a good number of the ticket holders were, that were there paid to attend KetoCon 2020. And I honored those investments, even though financially I did not receive that revenue. So I had to personally financially back the event in order to make it happen. So um, that was a huge risk. And I've, you know, I've always been one of those people that I always go with my gut. And I was fortunate enough and I am self-aware enough to know when things happen in my favor to follow that direction. And little things did happen. You know, the, the uh, Palmer Event Center was willing to work with me on deposits where in the past they never would have. Um, the, the, the Airbnb that I rented for our staff, they were willing to um, put some of those funds towards when we could get there again. It was just like little things that happened that told me I was on the right path. Wow. So yeah, and here we are. Here we are. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to talk about the event. I'm super excited for it this year. I maybe would not have um, considered it kind of a big deal to go to a low-carbohydrate conference, but that year, 2020, I'd purchased tickets to a few of them, and one of them was Low Carb Denver 2020, which was like March 13th through the 15th of 2020. And so right, right on the edge of getting shut down, the shutdown start, you know, really started kind of the, the following Monday. And it's, it's special. It's just different. It's different to be around the people. And if you're somebody like me, you're like a fanboy at these things. Like these are all the people <laughs> that I learn from. They're the people that heal sure. me and heal my clients. And like, these are the gods and rock stars of like my world <laughs> and everything that I do is involved with them and to be around them and to talk to them and to maybe more than anything, just feel their presence of like, they're in this 
for the same reason that I'm in it, for the same reason that you're in it. They have so much passion and so much desire to share their message. And it just, I don't know, it just, it just radiates out of them. It's really special and something different to actually be at these events and to mingle Mm -hmm. with those people. Yeah, I I would have to agree with you. Um, The majority of the people that, um, that are, are in this space in either a teaching or research or um, coaching or podcasting environment. Um, most of us have come to this space because our crisis kind of became our calling. And that's definitely the case with me. I mean, my health struggles brought me to this and have kept me interested in it, mainly because first, I never want to go back to where I was, but also because as the longer I'm involved in this, the more obvious it is to me that if you cannot address your metabolic health problems, you will not address any of your other physical problems. And so I see the correlation between nutrition and fitness, nutrition and mental health, nutrition and physical health, nutrition and being able to sleep, all of these things. If you don't address the metabolic piece of it, then the other pieces, it doesn't, you don't heal. And I don't want that for anyone. I want, because I have this platform, it's, it's, gosh, I don't mean to sound so militant about it, but it's my responsibility to make sure that I reach as many people as possible. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not a Sean Baker and I'm not a Ken Berry. I'm not a leader in this space. I'm not the type of personality to get up on stage and write books and that kind of thing, but I am an organizer and I'm really good at getting people together. And so that's my role in all of this. I, it's my responsibility to make sure that we reach people so that we can turn this around. Um, I have two sons that are probably about your age in their thirties. And I have a two and a half year old granddaughter and my wish for all of them is good health. And I want to continue to age in a way where I can participate. I don't want to be 80 years old and crippled. I want to be continue to be strong. So that's kind of my driver in all this, but I went on a, went off on a tangent there and I apologize, but I wanted to speak to your comment about the energy at a live event. So here's what happens. It's kind of similar to going to a concert. You go to a concert and all the people that are there are so energized because they're all share the same passion for whoever it is that's performing for them. It's, it's, you walk in, you can feel the buzz of the energy. You go to like a comedic show or anything like that. When you walk in, everyone is there for the same reason. So when you go to a live wellness event like this, yes, there are thousands of people there. However, that same level of passion, everybody that's there is there because they care about their health. People who care about their health, care about their health, they vibrate at a higher energy. You'll feel it when you walk in the room. It's not only the speakers, it's not only the vendors, it's the attendees. Everybody that's there is excited and passionate about this topic. And so when the event launches on Friday morning, you start feeling it. And it does not stop until you leave and you get to the airport on Sunday afternoon. (laughs) And for our team, which is a very small team, by the way, I mean, we feel it for weeks after because all of this work leads up to this event and we get to be on this high for three solid days, kind of carries us over for a few more weeks while we're still kind of crazed and we say, okay, let's do it again. (laughs) Then we schedule the next one. So yeah, it's, um, it's an experience like nothing else. It really is. That's amazing. Well, I absolutely think that makes you a leader in this space. It's just all about leading from where your strengths are. We need all of it. We need everybody. We need little podcasts Mm -hmm. like ours. We need big conferences like yours. Like we need the books. We need the followers that Sean Baker has. Like all of these things are so important to get this message out there. And it's funny. I was just commenting to somebody like if you're in this world for a while, like I'm scrolling through my phone and, and every person I see is at like Boca, the low carb Boca that just happened in January of 2023. Like 
everybody in the world is there. Like all of my friends and all these leaders and people I follow. And then you like just go to the store and you realize, wait, not everybody is there. There are few people out there who are interested in this. This message is getting out and it's wonderful, but we still have a long, long, long way to go. And many, many, many more, uh, you know, of these conferences to get this message out. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, when you're when you're when you're up to your ears and totally uh, immersed in this space, it feels like everybody that you know is part of it and understands it. But we are such a small subset. I do feel like we're we're starting to reach a tipping point, or we will reach a tipping point. Maybe we're not quite there yet. But I've recently heard that some pretty prominent names in this space have received uh, research grants from the government, um, which is not going to be publicized, of course, but um, once that research is complete, I I believe it will make a difference. Um, One of the reasons why we started Certified Ketogenic was to give guidance and build a platform for food product manufacturers. And so that platform kind of guides the banned, banned ingredient list for KetoCon. So we do have a banned ingredient list. Um, what's interesting about KetoCon with you know food products is that when we first launched this event, it was most of our vendors were food product manufacturers. That was when there was nothing labeled keto on the shelf. Now, keto is becoming um, it's almost like a dirty word on the shelves because the big deep pocket food product manufacturers are making products and putting slapping a keto label on it, and it's nothing but glorified junk food. I wouldn't give it to I wouldn't give it to an animal, let alone a person. Um, so we have uh, turned away a lot of money um, on both our certified ketogenic platform and KetoCon because we're just not going to let those ingredients into the show. A big piece of this is nutrition. People need to have the resources they need to make better decisions for themselves, not to follow the marketing because the marketing dollars are, are pretty hefty. Wow. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to definitely be pacing the hallways to make sure like somebody's not black market trying to like sell some granola bars or something on the side. of the conference. (laughs) (laughs) That's happened before. We've had people show up at KetoCon trying to peddle products from their backpack. Wow. Um, I mean, they were kicked out, but um, yeah. And actually, if you uh, in our in our policies, it, it states in there that that is prohibited, but people still try to do it. <laughs> I don't know why that would surprise me. That shouldn't surprise me. But it does, but I don't know why yeah. I let it. Okay, so I want to get back to talking about the conferences and everything else. But and and I've heard sure. you talk about your personal story with health and how you found a ketogenic diet, but maybe not mm-hmm. in so much detail. And so I'd really love to hear your detailed kind of journey to this diet and what, what things you were experiencing, what order things happened in. I know you were interested pretty much in like weight loss at a very, very young age. Can you tell us about your relationship with food in your life and how that's changed? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think I was born into a, a food addicted family, um, looking back on it. So, uh, in my family, food was used to, uh, nurture, to soothe, to celebrate, Um, It was used for everything and a very big part, of course, of family celebrations. And um, uh, I'm Jewish, so all of our traditional holidays are tied to some sort of food and it's usually carbohydrates. Um, So I came by it early and uh, my father has always had issues with food. Um, Diabetes runs in our family, cancer. There's just always been a weight issue in our family. And... um, you know, in the 60s and early 70s, uh, Tab was a big product. It was like a disgusting diet soda and these little chocolate chews that you would um, eat to curb your appetite. And it was di- It was definitely diet culture. And nutrition really didn't play a role in what was publicized. You know, it was more about, it was definitely about losing weight, not about health. But I mean, over the years, my problems got worse and worse. It developed into prediabetes. It developed into PCOS. I had suffered with depression. I went in and out of cycles with food addiction. I would either be on a diet or binging pretty much. 
Um, and I would go from salt to sugar to salt to sugar. And um, the other thing I had no, I didn't know anything about blood sugar or insulin or, uh, you know, regulating blood sugar. I didn't know anything about that in those years. My, my drive was always about the 10, 20, 30 pounds I was carrying around. But um, as I got older, I had kids and I started paying attention to what I was putting in their mouth. I started learning more about nutrition and um, I discovered low carb and I saw improvement in a lot of the conditions that I was suffering with, um, especially, you know, female related conditions and hormonal, hormonal conditions. Uh, then the longer I stayed low carb, uh, the better I started to feel. And then I just got more and more interested in it. I eventually found the ketogenic diet and it all, everything made sense to me. Uh, switching from low carb to keto, I was kind of transitioning more to whole foods because with low carb, I was still, I was still eating foods that were not agreeing with my system and they were low carb. But moving to the ketogenic diet and having a higher fat content with more whole foods, things started just fall into place. I naturally, I did not try. I naturally lost weight. Um, but even then, I wasn't like, I didn't have a CGM. I wasn't testing my blood or ketones or anything. I couldn't correlate what was happening on the outside to what was going on on the inside. Uh, however, after several years and by kind of naturally falling into intermittent fasting and learning more about that, everything just uh, improved. I, I no longer struggled with my weight, the brain fog and uh, energy and all of those things were all taken care of. And now by now I'm in my mid fifties, mid to late fifties and kind of running circles around people half my age. So, uh, I would say that this transition took a really long time. And I have to say that what we started with, my inability to give up on anything is probably what got me to where I am. Because I do believe that most people, when they struggle with their health or weight for a long time, they kind of just say, okay, well, this is who I am. I'm going to accept that. And I was never willing to accept that. And so I finally found what works best for me. And, and quite honestly, I mean, I've transitioned to more of a, a meat-based diet now. I, I still eat some vegetables. I still eat the fruit that I eat is like avocados and cucumbers, which I love. And I've found what works for me without challenge. This is not an effort for me. It's just the way I, it's just the way I live. You've mentioned several variations of that word, that phrase, in what you just explained. I lost weight without trying. It was easy. It was effortless. That, that's been my experience as well. And Gary Taubes writes about this in The Case for Keto. This is why this diet is the holy grail. Any other diet is going to make you very hungry. If you wanted, mm -hmm. if you reverse engineered, as he explains, if you want to become very hungry for like a big feast or something, what would you do? You would go work out and you would eat less so that you could become hungry. And that's why every diet fails. Yet people try this and it's like, I'm, I, I, I didn't try to intermittent fast. They said it was going to be really tough. And I remember trying and it sucked. And now it doesn't suck at all. I'm not even trying. I'm just not all that hungry. It's just, it's, it's really remarkable. And to see it work mm -hmm. on so many different levels, it, you just have to say like, this is our proper diet. This is not a fad. This is not a joke. This is not something you go on for three months. This is what humans right. should be consuming. Uh, I would agree with you. And at least for myself personally, this is the way I need to eat. And of course, I mean, there have been times in this journey where I've gone off track and I am very quickly reminded of why I don't go off track, why I should not be going off track, why I need to stick with this. Um, and I think that people are, humans are kind of like, we learn from our mistakes and uh, we are, we're always trying to like push the limits. It's easy to fall back into old habits. Emotional stuff can trigger us. But um, I always find my way back here. Yep. 
Always. Yep. I've never found any other diet that somebody says like, this is going to be my diet forever. I'm not looking to change. I'll never get off of this. <laughs> you found it. Like you're done. It, it's, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it, it is cool to see when people drop off. Like I had a client this week that I'm doing nutrition coaching with. And he said, you know, a few days ago he had pizza and, and, you know, he ate one piece and then scraped the toppings off the rest. And he was so sick the next day and that night and couldn't sleep. And I'm like, oh, great. That was a great learning lesson for you. Mm-hmm. There was a time in your life that you were eating so much of that when you were diabetic, which he no longer really technically is, where that wouldn't have bothered you. And now it's bothering you. Right. That is a, an amazing thing to experience. Yeah, I agree. This whole, I, I think the perfect way to describe this in all areas that is, has impacted me is just giving me freedom. This sits on my desk. Can you read this? It says freedom, harmony, joy, and radiance. And these are the four words that I chose as, because I could never come up with just one for 2020. And this is what sits on my desk every day to remind me the freedom is the, is the first one for a reason. Because that's what I found with all of this. And that's why I keep on, that's why I keep on doing what I'm doing so that I can share that with other people because the, the obsession with weight loss and food and diet, and it, it destroys your life. It really does. And you don't realize how much of your mental and emotional energy it sucks up when you're deep, you know, when you're knee deep in it, you just don't. Yep. And it's not until you're on the other side of it, you say, wow. I used to spend all of my day obsessing about what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to eat for dinner? Got to buy all these ingredients for next week. All of those, all of those things go away. Yep. Yep. I I really appreciate one of our recent guests, Jessalyn Randall, who went carnivore about a year and a half ago. And she was explaining like people misunderstand what freedom actually means. You're going to look at this type of a diet and say, why would you restrict yourself? Like live a little, have, Mm -hmm. have the pie, have the donut. Like why, why are you, so this is restriction in the highest sense. It's like, absolutely not. You need rules to have freedom. And, and there's that exchange there's no type of, of sugar that's worth that food freedom that everybody describes that I experience myself. It's incredible and absolutely not willing to compromise on that. That, that freedom that you're talking about is, is so, so worth it. Um, yeah, I I agree. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I think I'm guilty of this as much as anybody else, but I throw around terms like low carbohydrate and ketogenic diets is kind of the same thing. And they're really not, you mentioned earlier as you transition from low carb to keto, can you tell us exactly how you think of those things and, and what major things you, you did when you changed? Sure. Uh, well in, in the days of low carb for me, um, it was also low fat and it was also, um, processed foods. So there were just low carbohydrate processed foods. And while those are, uh, maybe they serve their purpose in like a transition phase for people going from the standard American diet to low carb. Um, but I staying low carb and low fat is really difficult because you're, you're, then you're white knuckling it all the time. Yeah, it sounds like the second iteration of the Atkins diet that came around like around the year 2000 when right. it, 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 it surged in the 70s when it came out and everybody did pretty well with it and kind of like went away. It almost like disappeared, but it came back in 2000. But by then we were so fat phobic. Everybody I, that I remember was eating like chicken breast and lots of protein, which is great. But I remember people, even though they were losing weight, they were pissy. They were not yeah. happy about it. Yeah, yeah. That, that I remember that, that, um, that sharp level of angst when you feel that, um, that level of hunger that, that, I mean, (laughs) whole fats completely eliminate that. That's a great way to describe Um, it, by the way, that's a great way to describe it. (laughs) It does. I mean, it doesn't, it feels sharp. It feels like edgy. It makes you feel angry. Yeah. That's yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, and, and, the difference between low carb and keto, I mean, I I don't even, I don't count macros. I just add enough fat to my food so that it tastes good and, um, and that I'm satiated. So the the higher fat is, is important. And I mean, I find the higher fat important for me personally, because of 
not only the satiety, but also the mental clarity. So when I have adequate amounts of fat, I don't have brain fog or energy, you know, I have energy deficiencies. And um, I mean, I work a lot. (laughs) So this event is a lot of work, but um, I mean, I I know that I am keeping up if with not surpassing people that are half my age and and the amount of work that I do. Yeah. That's amazing. I've had exactly the same experience, the same with all of my clients. So, so people say, and this is true. Technically this is true that a a low carbohydrate ketogenic slash ketogenic diet can be done if you're vegetarian or a vegan. And I agree it can be done. I think it's very, very difficult, but I also am willing to bet that most people who try it will eventually swing over to the other side, similar to what you mentioned people just kind of naturally once they get to keto they seem to just kind of gravitate towards carnivore diets and i've been fully carnivorous mm-hmm. for almost four years now but i'm curious to hear your experience how, how why did you decide that eating more animal products was a good thing to do and why did you decide to move in that direction uh for a couple of reasons one for simplicity because um, i was perfectly satisfied with a steak with nothing else um, I was perfectly satisfied with a, you know, some seafood or fish, you know, with some fat. I, I did not miss cutting out vegetables. So partially it was for simplicity and just the ease of not having to give a whole lot of thought to what I was going to eat it was just very easy. Um, but also because the more foods I eliminated, the more I realized how different foods were affecting me. So the, the, um, bloating from vegetables became really obvious to me. Now I love, like I used to love sauteed broccoli, but it does not really agree with me that much. So I I choose not to eat it. And what we talked about earlier, I mean, uh, I still eat cucumbers. I still eat avocados. So I really like those. They don't bother me. And my blood sugar just continues to stay stable. Just, I mean, Literally, when you look at the graph, because I do wear a CGM now, when you look at the graph, there's nothing. It's just completely stable. So for those reasons, <laughs> I will continue to do what I'm doing. Yeah. When I eat, when I eat vegetables, it's different. I do see spikes in my glucose. Um, I think that there's a school of thought out there that is saying that you need fiber to regulate your blood sugar. And I have not found that to be true for myself unless there's carbohydrates involved. So if there's carbohydrates involved, I have seen that the um, fiber will help negate a spike. It doesn't help negate a rise. It just helps negate this, which I mean, that spike is what causes problems. That's that's what we want to avoid. So um, for now, for me this is working really well. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I do want to talk to you about continuous glucose monitors. Um, Dr. Mark Kukazella told us that if you start eating this way, you get really, really boring readings on a continuous glucose monitor, like the <laughs> stupidest ride you could ever ride at the, at the fair or whatever. <laughs> like it shows nothing. Um, interesting. Okay. So, so on the topic of vegetables, frankly, I'm actually a little bit surprised that you were seeing any real blood glucose excursion on vegetables, because again, you're told that that won't happen. The fiber will level things out. And you, mm-hmm. you don't think of vegetables as like a super high sugar, high carbohydrate type food. And it is all carbohydrates. So I, I'm curious to know also plant toxins. Did you feel like you had any type of plant toxin buildup that either was causing problems while you were eating vegetables or was causing problems later when you got rid of the vegetables and you maybe had a, an episode of dumping? Did, was that a thing for you? I have not. I have not experienced anything like that. However, um, I am still dealing with um, some autoimmune conditions. So I do have Hashimoto's and um, I autoimmune problems are run prevalent in my family. Uh, I have had several episodes of Hashimoto's becoming active again. And I do blood work because I can feel it, but I do blood work to confirm it. Um, and I am, I've noticed that I will see autoimmune responses when I eat a lot of vegetables or if I eat eggs, eggs seem to trigger my autoimmune stuff. 
So I don't eat a lot of eggs and I will continue to not eat um, a lot of vegetables, but like the oxalate dumping and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't think I'm well-versed enough in it to really know if I've experienced dumping, but I have to believe that it's part of, it goes hand in hand with the other autoimmune stuff that, you know, I would imagine that it uh, makes it worse, that it probably goes hand in hand. When I have episodes, it's probably a little bit of both, but as long as I continue to uh, improve my health and everything stays stable, um, I haven't dived too deep in it, but Sally Norton is going to be speaking at KetoCon this year. And I'm super excited to read her new book and hear her talk because I'm sure that there will be pieces that I can put together during that conference or during that um, presentation that will that will resonate with me. You are going to have your mind blown. She's amazing. <laughs> the book is incredible. Um, her content is incredible. Yeah, the way she writes about it, even even you know interviewing her twice on our show and being up on the topic and like really learning about this from a lot of people. The book is mind blowing. It's taught me so much that I kind of thought I had a good grasp on, and I certainly have not. And her work is absolutely incredible. So I'd be really curious to talk to you after the conference after she speaks <laughs> to see what what your assessment is and maybe something turns up or maybe you just dodged a bullet and really didn't have to deal with a lot of that. But yeah, based on your description and based on what I've seen with people, I would be highly suspect that autoimmune flare-ups and plant consumption, especially with vegetables, would be, um, I, I, I would see a correlation there. So very interesting yeah. to notice that as well. You mentioned blood sugar excursions. You mentioned a continuous glucose monitor. Can you tell us what exactly that is and how you use it as a tool? Sure. Um, so I cheat a little bit. I am not going through one of the uh, companies that um, have an app and a glucose monitor and all that stuff put together. I buy the glucose monitor directly from a diabetes website. Um, and it's made by Abbott Labs. It's the Freestyle Libre, which is you can buy directly on the diabetes website. I've heard good things about um, that one. I've heard really good things about that one. I like it. I mean, it comes with an app also. It's, I mean, it's built for, you know, the uh, followers of the American Diabetes Association. So their ranges are off. They send off alarms when your blood sugar goes below 70. Okay. I mean, I, I don't need to be alarmed by that. So uh, I like to use it because I need, it makes me feel validated. It's confirming what I actually already know. And I usually do this for about three months every year to kind of see where I'm at, like what's, what's causing fluctuations and what isn't. Um, I see a correlation between stress. So when my, when I'm stressed, my blood sugar is a little bit higher, which forces me to spend a little bit more time in mindfulness forces me to spend a little bit more time making sure I get outside and get exercise. Uh, and then I can see a direct correlation between, you know, what my blood sugar is and how I'm feeling and what I'm eating. And that's, there's a lot of empowerment there because making that tie between how you feel and what is happening with your blood sugar it just gives you the fuel that you need to continue doing what you're doing, even in inconvenient circumstances. So even when you're going out to dinner, even when you're at an airport, even when you're in social situations where you might have a uh, temptation to do something other than what's, you know, what you know is best for you. Seeing the validation on, on that monitor and on the app uh, it just gives you more fuel to con continue on your path. Yeah. I love the word empowerment. I think that's a really great way to yeah. say it. And yes, you can stick your finger, but you're only getting a, a one-time kind of snapshot of what's going on at that moment. That Blood sugar is a very, very dynamic number depending on how you're living and how you're eating. And so to make those correlations um, is, is really interesting. I love that you shared all those interesting things you learned from using one. And I think that's a great way to approach it too. I don't think this is something you have to do for the rest of your life, but doing it for a month or three months and just to get a, a simple idea, you could even rotate like different seasons and see how different seasons affect you. Like there's a lot of different ways that you can use that tool. And I, I'm not a huge promoter of, of a ton of devices, but that's one that I think I, I really I guess I wish more people would use and utilize and, and learn and, and change their lifestyle because of. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I read something uh, recently that there's a company that's come out with a device 
for uh, measuring glucose where you only have to change it once every six months. So uh, I think that they'll get a lot of buy-in if they can keep the price, you know, at a, at a reasonable level for the consumer. Um, I have to say that out of all the things that I've done, out of all the tools that I've tried, all of the, everything that I've done throughout this journey, I feel that any time that I've had been able to validate what I'm doing is working by either getting my blood work done or with this glucose monitor has probably been the most effect impactful for me. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy to ignore how you're feeling on a day-to-day -day basis, unless you're like someone like you or I who live in this space and we're constantly thinking about our health. Um, I feel like these types of tools help you monitor your progress and just give you like you said, empowerment to continue moving forward. I love that. I absolutely love that. I want to go back to your personal story. We mentioned in the introduction that it was 2015 that you left a pretty cushy job to work with Brian at Keto Evangelist. Um, yeah. you and I we're talking a little bit offline about Brian and I, I'm so grateful for him and his work while he was in it, uh, as being one of the, the flag bearers, I would say of, mm -hmm. you know, keto when not many people were talking about it. And he was a, a huge right. source of hosting people on his podcast that I got introduced to and, and, could learn their information and share their information for you personally. What was it like to quit what you were doing before and start working with him? Scary as hell. <laughs> it was really scary. So I was working for a large global bank. Um, I was managing salespeople around the country. I had huge numbers to hit. And I was always feeling like the ax was going to drop any day. Like in corporate America, when everybody's job security is based on a stock price, it's not a very comfortable way to live. And um, I got fulfillment out of the relationships that I formed with the bankers that I was managing, with the customers that I was helping. But there was always this underlying... Um, drive of mine to get out and find something that I could really invest myself in knowing that my success would be dependent on my efforts in corporate America. That's not necessarily the case. Your efforts don't always lead to success. So um, what happened was I was in the key evangelist Facebook group and um, Brian posted something for looking for a program manager uh, yeah, program manager. And I was in the Facebook group because I was doing keto and, um, I always liked having like other people to talk to about what they were doing. And I saw the, the post and I was like, I have no idea what he's looking for, or even if I have the skill set to do something like this, but I'm going to talk to him. So Brian and I scheduled a call. And then about a week later, we got on the phone and we talked for at least an hour and we hit it off right away. Uh, and we agreed to connect again a couple of like a week or so later. And I went to my husband and I said, there's something here. I really feel like I need to do it. I've got to figure out a way, but he can't pay me. So it's <laughs> kind of a minor detail. Are you nuts? <laughs> You're going to quit your job and do and not get paid. So we agreed that I would try it for a year. And about a month after Brian and I came to an agreement, um, I resigned from my job and started working with him. And there was no KetoCon at the time. And we decided we were going to do a live event. I had never planned an event before. The only thing I had done in the banking industry is I had been a speaker. I had been part of teams that were like part of financial services events. So we were exhibitors or sponsors. So I backed into it from that experience. So what would the speaker expect? What would the attendee expect? And what would the sponsor expect? And we just started from there. And we did the first KetoCon in 2017, which was a big success. And we were so excited with the whole process and how well it turned out that we decided to do 2018. Then um, we scheduled for 2019. And... Uh, that was our largest event. We had about 3,000 people there and over 100 vendors. And then February 2020 happened. So 
here we are again in um, 2023, and it looks like we have a chance of getting back to pre-pandemic attendance this year. Amazing. So um, as long as the tickets continue to sell at the same pace that they're selling now, we're going to have a really large event. And we're super excited about it, even if it's not 3,000 people. The people who have purchased tickets this year uh, have purchased tickets for this event, not for an event that happened two years ago or was supposed to happen two years ago. So um, uh and based on who has shown interest in sponsoring the event and who has shown interest in speaking at the event, supporting us, I, I think this is going to be the best event we've done. I cannot wait. So I've now attended, I don't know, three or four different conferences, enough to know that they're different. Each one has a different vibe, a different personality, a different goal. You know, you see ones that are done online and Christina Hess doing um, the Keto Symposium in New York City is different than Austin. It's different than Boca. It's different than, you know, here in Salt Lake City, Keto Salt Lake. And so, so what, what is your goal? What do you, what, like your mission of, of who, who do you want to be there? What's the vibe you want to create? Like, who is this for? This event is for the underlying theme of this event is always going to be learning the value of metabolic health through ketosis. So that's the underlying theme, but the event is for anybody who is interested in learning more about improving their health. And that always starts with metabolic health, but it branches out into other areas. So if you have an interest in um, improving your sleep, if you want to know what, what is all the talk about red light therapy? Why is sauna so important? What is a cold plunge? We're hoping we're this close to finalizing things, but we're hoping to have a cold plunge therapy experience at the event. So if you're looking for nutrition, you're looking to understand what's all the talk about biohacking, if you're looking for fitness, um, if you're an endurance athlete, if you are looking to understand carn of the carnivore diet or oxalates, any of these things that you and I talk about every day, there will be something there for you. And my mission in all of this is to reach as many people as I possibly can so that they understand the importance of not only their habits, but what they put in their mouth. And so I I guess nutrition is probably always going to be the underlying theme, if not, you know, the ketogenic diet. I think you can reach this. I think you can reach the benefits of ketosis without a nutritional ketosis, like a nutritional um, ketosis protocol or macros. Um, But it depends on what your why is, why you're doing this and where you are in your health journey. So if you're coming off the standard American diet and you're pre-diabetic, your strategy for health improvement is going to be different than someone like myself who's been doing this for 15 years or someone who is looking to um, address cancer or Alzheimer's or, you know, serious disease. So I, I don't know, maybe this is too big of a dream, but I really want this event to have something for everyone. And with the underlying theme being nutrition, I feel like it's possible. Wow. Yeah. I I don't know what my expectation of these conferences was going in. I think I expected everybody to be um, similar to my experience. Like they've been in the low carbohydrate ketogenic space for several years. They are training people. They do nutrition coaching. Maybe they're dietitians, they're doctors, certainly. Um, And I remember one moment at Low Carb Denver when on one side of me is somebody who, who I think he was an orthopedic surgeon who is actually retired, but just learned about this stuff like six months ago. And he's just like curious. He's like on fire about this stuff. And on the other side of me was a veterinarian. And it's like, okay, this is, this is interesting. This is a really diverse crowd. And I've been to these shows where there are some very big people. There's, there's some unhealthy people there. And you get a sense of like, wow, this is not just for, you know, people that have done this for a long time. This is not just for the experts and leaders and people that are going to be speaking on stage. This is for the masses. This is for my neighbors and, and, and everybody, everybody can go to this and not feel like they're intimidated by all these big names and big people who have been doing this for a little, for, you know, a while. They're people that genuinely have questions. Maybe they just learned about this from a magazine cover or something and they're curious. And, and so Mm -hmm. I guess that really surprised me. And so I love that that's part of your mission to be so inclusive of so many different people. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't see any other way to reach that tipping point unless we do that. Um, 
I think that uh, if we only focus on the ketogenic diet, then we're only going to bring people in who want to learn about the ketogenic diet. But if we focus on all of these other elements of pillars, if you will, of health, then we will bring people in that are interested in those topics. And that's the only way to reach the masses. For every person that comes to KetoCon, I know that I will reach at least double that number. Those people that attend will all go home and touch at least one more person. So if I keep doing that every year and the reach keeps expanding, then I'm contributing to the tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I'm just imagining that cross pollination between the people that love cold plunges and the people that love low carbohydrate and they're getting all of that education. It's really interesting. Again, if you've been in this world for a long time, it it, it gets like really homogenized. We, we have a sauna, like everybody wears barefoot shoes. Like it's, it's, it's just so amazing how we keep learning and growing in, in this world. And, and that cross pollination is so important. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Tell us again, um, what, what is the, the kind of schedule of events? How, what's the format? What can people expect if they're going to the event? So, um, we, it's a three day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We will open each day with a panel, um, at nine o'clock in the morning, the vendor hall will open the registration check-in will open at eight 30. Um, so we'll have about an hour of vendor floor activities until the first panel, and then we run three stages, actually four stages at KetoCon. So there's a keynote stage on the first floor of the venue that seats about a thousand people. And then we have three breakout rooms upstairs. So the larger breakout rooms each hold 150 people. And there's a VIP breakout room for VIP ticket holders to have more intimate conversations with the speakers. Uh, and then all three days, every 40 minutes, there's a new speaker on each stage. So there'll be, when I counted yesterday, I believe, we've got a total of 70, but, but some of them are only speaking on panels and there's like six or seven people on a panel. Um, there will be a panel this year for strictly addressing carnivore, the carnivore diet. There will be a panel of um, talking about regenerative agriculture and food sourcing. So that's another piece of this conversation that I'd like to bring into the mix because there's a lot of opposing dollars being thrown at the anti-meat campaign campaigns. And I think people don't understand. I don't think they understand the argument. I don't think they understand the facts because they're not being fed the facts. They're being fed, you know, they're being fed the climate change issues, they're being fed the Methane gas stuff. Um, Cowspiracy. It's cowspiracy stuff. It's right. Right. I'd like to start helping people learn the truth about all this. So um, we have a panel discussion planned where, are you familiar with um, the Meat Mafia podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I love the episode that they hosted you on actually. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, They're really great guys. God, they're both younger than my youngest son. Yeah, aren't they in their Um, 20s? They're in their they're in their late twenties, both so of them. Jealous. Yeah. I'm but so they jealous. are making yeah, they are making waves. Like I, I'm just I'm so impressed by the work they're doing. They are going to be leading that panel, moderating that panel. And we have uh three local farmers um and a food product, uh, the carnivore bar. Um Philip Meese will be on that panel. And they're going to be talking about regenerative agriculture, the real life experience of owning a farm the real life experience of agriculture and food sourcing. So um, I'm really hoping that everyone attends this because it will, if people have facts, they'll be able to make better decisions. That's something new about this event. Um, so in answer to your question, we will run from 8.30 in the morning until six on Friday, 8.30 in the morning until six on Saturday, and then 8.30 in the morning till four on Sunday. And there will be speakers on all of those stages at any given time. Um, if people have not purchased a ticket yet, I recommend that they purchase the virtual replay pass, which is a $50 add on, because then you'll be able to watch all of the recorded presentations after the show. There's no way you're going to see everything. That was going to be, yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. It sounds like everybody can kind of pick and choose different things to participate in, but it won't be everybody consuming everything through that time. Yeah. There's just no way. Okay. There's no way you'll be able to do it. Um, and uh, 
you'll definitely want to spend time on in the expo hall because that's where all of the tools and technology learning takes place. You're definitely going to want to do that. And then of course there's coffee vendors and, you know, um, Holy cow beef is going to be there and they're going to be serving lamb sliders. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff to be doing on the, in the expo hall at the same time. So it'll be going on all three days like that. Uh, we're also doing this year, which we've done in the past, uh, an entrepreneur mastermind session. So that takes place early on Saturday morning and we'll have a panel of about seven people. And these are either, uh, product owners or service owners, their their purpose in all of this is to share a bit about their business, why they started it, what they're doing, what their growth plans are, and then let the people in the audience who are attending this ask their questions. Because I'm finding that a lot of people that come to this event are either just starting out as entrepreneurs or they are um, thinking about it. And uh, there's a lot of room for growth in this space for entrepreneurs. Uh, and I think that, you know, lockdown encouraged a lot of a lot of that as well. People decided to start their own thing. Uh, so this gives them an opportunity to ask experienced business owners their their most pressing questions. Hopefully it provides a lot of value to them. Wow. No, that's us. I mean, we started our business in July of 2020. Like we, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And, you know, we just wanted to try to find a way to continue training our people. And I, it, right. it's going to be so interesting. I will definitely be there for that. I have found with very few exceptions, that entrepreneurs are some of the kindest and most generous people that I have ever met. To combine that with being on low-carbohydrate diets and carnivore diets, they're going to be even better. Like That's a mishmash of two of the greatest, most supportive groups that I personally have ever found. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm so glad that you decided to include that because I think you're right. I think there is a groundswell that's coming. I think there's a tipping point that's coming. And there's going to be a really high value placed on people that know how to give people answers and products and services that can help them restore their health. So I love mm -hmm. that you have included that. I'm also hoping that you have hooked up with, um, I, I believe it's Aaron Franklin from Franklin's who does the thousand pounds of brisket every single day at his, at his joint in Austin. I use his recipe when I make my brisket every single week. I hope he's going to be there. <laughs> I want some brisket. I, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with that name. You'll have to email it to me. <laughs> I will I'll for sure. I will for <laughs> sure. It's an amazing recipe and I make it every week. And like I said, I'm, I'm really anxious to go check out Austin and check out his facility. Um, I guess one more thing I want to bring up. What does it mean to you? Like when I'm scrolling through your social media, I'm seeing your kids that you mentioned, I'm seeing you play with your grandkid and you mentioned it earlier. And I, it's just, you don't, you don't get to see that very much from a lot of people. And so again, for you, what does it mean to be able to know that you're going to be healthy and happy and be able to enjoy a long and healthy life and get to see your granddaughter grow up? It's really pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, I have to say, uh, I intentionally set up my personal social media separate from the KetoCon social media because I'm, I'm a pretty private person. <laughs> so, you know, um, I've just only recently started showing my face on the KetoCon social media channels because we've been doing like lives and stuff like that. Um, but my personal social media, when I am there, I'm posting some stuff that's important to me. And what you've been seeing recently is my granddaughter. So I have a two and a half year old granddaughter who, um, is kind of like my mini me and, uh, we have the same smirk. We have the same disposition. Um, but I just like probably every other grandmother in the world, I idolize this child and, uh, my, I want to be there when she graduates from high school. I want to be there when she needs me. I want to be part of her life. And I mean, there's a whole nother discussion related to like making up for the mistakes you made with your children by doing the right thing with your grandchildren. We could have that discussion another time, but, um, yeah, it's everything to me. It's it's my number one priority. It's everything. That's amazing. So um, being immersed in this space keeps me uh, educated and keeps me moving in the right direction and taking care of myself because I see what happens to people that don't. And uh, I don't want to be there. I, I don't I have uh, my father who is 83 uh, is in a nursing home. He does have MS, 
but he was not taking care of himself when he was diagnosed and he, uh, diet nutrition uh, was not part of his protocol. So I'm watching him die uh, and he can't move. Like he can't, he's not, he has no muscle on his body. He can't even get himself out of bed. Yeah. So I do not want to go there. Wow. That's not how I want to go. Um, so I am taking care of myself to make sure that doesn't happen to me. I love that. And I look at it both ways. Like not only are you going to be healthy and happy living this way, but you can also influence her little life and know that, you know, with your education, she might not have to go through all the rigmarole that you had to go through. She can live healthy. She can be, you know, well-behaved and she can pay attention to learn and be interested and curious about things without being medicated at such a young age, which I'm seeing more and more of. So absolutely love that on the parent and child thing. I remember the saying, every parent wants a thank you. Every child wants an apology and nobody gets what they want. (laughs) Pretty fair. Pretty fair. Uh, Well, this has been an amazing conversation, Robin, where would you like people to go to find you and connect with you and also find KetoCon and get tickets? So um, they can go to ketocon.org for all the information about the event. And there is a get tickets button on the homepage of that website. Um, And tickets are the three day ticket is currently $200. And if they use your discount code, which is boundless, they will save $50. So they'll get the entire three day pass for 150 bucks. Wow. Thank you so Um, much. Of course. Uh, The... Ticket prices are increasing on February 1st and March 1st. So um, that same ticket will be $250 on February 1st and $300 on March 1st, and there'll be $300 at the door. So um, I would encourage people to get their tickets soon so that they can that they can save money, but um, your code will work regardless of when they purchase the ticket until April 1st. Um, if they want to follow KetoCon, we have a Facebook page on um, a Facebook page on Facebook, KetoCon ATX. And we have uh, our Instagram is KetoCon, or we're most active there. Um, I am not really active, but on Instagram, I'm the Robin Switzer. And really, unless you want to see pictures of my granddaughter, I'm, I'm not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is adorable. You are adorable interacting with her. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. This episode is going to drop in the early part of February. So, but that is Great. still an amazing deal. Like I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, you're obviously interested in this information. You will not miss the money that you spend, not only to attend the conference, but to get there, to fly there for lodging and accommodation. You will not miss the money. You will create experiences and memories that you will cherish for the rest of your life. You'll make connections that you never thought possible before. You'll get great education. You'll hook up with all kinds of cool vendors and meet people who you might look up to and they will have conversations with you. You might talk about nutrition or you might talk about their favorite sports team. You just get to know people (laughs) and make these amazing friends. You won't miss the money. Invest in this. Invest in yourself. It's, It's just so, so absolutely worth it and I'm so much looking forward to it. Well, I'm really excited to see you there. Um, I saw that you bought your ticket really early this year. Absolutely. I wasn't going to wait. <laughs> I was not. Yeah, gonna I'm wait. really excited to see you. And, and I appreciate you having me on to have the conversation. Um, and if anybody has any questions, if they have questions about the event, uh, they can email help at ketocon.org and we will answer you within a few hours. Yeah, that's excellent. And I know it's probably you doing all the work and answering a lot of those yourself personally with your team. And so again, Robin Switzer, thank you so very much for everything that you do. Thank you for putting on this event. I will see you live here in a few months. I cannot wait. And thank you so very much for sticking with it through very difficult times and, and, you know, continuing to push this message forward. I think that tipping point is coming and you're a big part of that. You are a leader in this space. We're so grateful for you and for the time you made to be on our show today. We really appreciate you. You're very kind. Thank you. Absolutely. And this has been another episode of Balanced Body Radio.
At the close of one year and the beginning of a new year, I just wanted to make sure to thank you, the listener, for all of your support and for listening to our show. 2022 was an amazing year that saw lots of growth with the podcast, but also came with amazing results with the people that we get to work with in our business, Boundless Body. We began our business during the confusion of the 2020 pandemic and opened up in July of that year. And we've been absolutely amazed with how things have gone. It was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and a lot of building the plane as we were flying it, but it's turned out amazing. We just absolutely love seeing our clients clients get amazing results. We love seeing all the great feedback and positive reviews that come through on Apple. So if you haven't already, please leave us a review there on Apple as it's the best way for the show to continue to grow and impact the lives of people all over the world. We're super excited for 2023. We already have lots of great guests and topics lined up, and we have no intention of slowing down our releases anytime soon. Also, feel free to check out our premium content, which we post on Patreon. There you will find our extended and unedited episodes, which we post on the day of recording. So you actually don't have to wait for the edited version of the podcast to release, which can sometimes be several weeks, actually. And on Patreon, you will also find the Boundless Body Radio premium podcast. This was my special project this year, I really wanted to combine all the very best clips about one topic from our show to combine into extended episodes that take a very deep dive into a topic. I've created two separate topics as a masterclass that are three episodes each. One is all about the macronutrients, and the second is all about keto and ketogenic diets. That way you can get a fantastic education from some of our amazing guests in a format that can help you zero in on the topic that you are most interested in, something I'm very proud of and believe that we are sharing this content for a very high value. Remember that you can also book a complimentary 30-minute session with us on our website at myboundlessbody.com. And thank you again so very much for listening to Boundless Body Radio.